Welcome to the Deepers Creepers podcast, where we like to get high and talk about horror movies. I'm Casey. And I'm Jess. And this week we're going to be covering Silent House, which is a movie from 2012, and I'm really excited to talk about it. Yeah, me too. It, uh, starring Elizabeth Olsen, she is incredible. Um, why do I have 2013 written down? I don't know. One of I, us is right. It's one probably of us her. Is wrong. It's probably me. So we disagree on that too. I don't. <laughs> We agree on a lot of things, I promise. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so, uh, Silent House. I learned about this movie, like, in the last year, because a friend of the podcast, Zach, who was on previous episode, uh, Taking of Deborah Logan. The loud one. The, yeah. <laughs> the real loud one, love you. <laughs> um, he showed me this. I went over to his house one time, and he showed this to me, and I was absolutely blown away uh by not only this movie but the twist at the end and above all elizabeth olsen's performance she was incredible incredible absolutely i mean mean, i've i've always been a a big fan of the olsen sisters (laughs) the twins all of them the twins basil twins twins (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah i wanted to give a little shout out to zach for showing this to me um I love this movie. It's great. Um, I mean, that's going to be our initial, you know, little say thing. Uh, it's not new, so we're not going to give a spoiler free. Uh, that's pretty much all I can say at the beginning. Go watch this movie if you can. Yeah. Um, I'd never heard of it until uh, Casey brought it up that she wanted to watch it for the podcast. And I was I was like, okay, you know, whatever. And then the second it started, I was like, oh, I'm already, yes. I'm already really into this movie. And when Zach pitched the movie to me when we were at his house, he's like, oh, hey, you should watch Silent House. Um, and the way he pitched it to me is it's a 97-minute movie. Um, I think it's around 97 minutes. Uh, that is shot in real time all in one take. And it's not technically shot in one take, but the movie is completely filmed, like, shot like that so that you are going on this journey in real time there are no cuts there are no time cuts the hour and a half that this movie takes place over is the hour and a half you're watching yeah which is is, it's so cool um and apparently it's a excuse me apparently it is a remake of uh 2000 something film or a 1990s film from uruguay um so it's kind of a remake but I guess rather than going th- straight from the source material, the uh, director, I don't have them written down, I'm so sorry, I feel so bad, uh, the director of this movie, um, director and screenwriter, she watched the other one a couple times and just kind of wrote her own based on that, rather than getting, because a lot of remakes, you get the script, right? and you're writing it based on that. Um, the other director, so there, she is the main screenwriter, other than the original screenplay, who of course they have to attribute to. Um, the other director, the only other movie he directed was, hold on, what was it? You ever fell on you? I do. Because it was a movie that I was like, oh god, I fucking hate this movie. So I was very surprised. Uh, I'm gonna vamp for a little bit. Uh, anyway, I just thought it was a really cool concept when he told me that, so I was like, yes, I am so on board. Definitely lived up to my expectations uh, as far as that's concerned. Elizabeth Olsen is incredible. Um, and we were both wrong. It's 2011. 
We're dumbasses. It's probably one of those things where it's got like one released year for the International Film Festival that it was released at, one released for international, one U.S. release, whatever. I don't care. Yeah, when I when I rented it on Amazon, it said 2012. So Amazon, Jeff Bezos, you lined me. I'm sure you are, you piece of shit. Anyways. So Chris <laughs> Kentis is the director of this. And the only other movie that I, uh, oh, he did help direct Grind and a couple other ones, but the only other one that I know of and is notable for this channel, he directed Open Water. (laughs) Okay. Hands down one of the worst horror movies, and that is a stay tuned and a half. Oh no. Twitter voted for the, like, (laughs) shitty campy movies as y'all's favorite for us to cover, and, um... Let me tell you about a shitty movie called Open Water, where two people tread the ocean for an hour and a half, and you—you've seen it, I assume. No. No. Oh, but I've heard a—I've heard a lot of things about it. It's notoriously bad. Um, so it's just kind of shocking that this guy also directed this movie. Um, yes, of course, the script and story has a lot to do with it. But the way they filmed it is obviously very experimental and kind of weird, and it's not something that I've ever seen before. Um, something oh, that yeah. clearly doesn't happen very often. Um, so just, like, you know, kudos to that guy for, you know, doing that. And I remember Open Water being really shitty. I watched it as a kid. It's probably still a really shitty movie, but maybe it's shot really well. I don't know. It, like, the script being really shitty and it being a really bad story is not the fault of the director, necessarily. Right. They don't have as much creative input as with some kind of stuff. I guess we'll unless have to you're see. writer director Ari Aster or something like that. You know what I mean? Where right. you're like, you made this shit. Right. This is your universe, and we're just living in it. Yes. So we're gonna get into the plot. It's a very simple plot, um, but we're gonna talk about some cool stuff um, and some trigger warning stuff. One hundred percent. I will definitely uh, put that up front uh, because the end of this is a little hard, a little hard, just, you know, uh, and we, I feel like we cover that a lot on this channel, um, it's hard to, it's hard to talk about the genre of horror without having these triggering, triggering experiences, because truly, what is more horrifying than sexual assault, or, um, assault on a minor, things of that nature, which is going to be kind of covered in this movie, mm-hmm. um, and not in a way that is, like, in your face and offensive, no, but definitely not, in a way that's yeah. very unsettling, and it can, it can be very hard to watch for some people, so very I think disturbing. it's, it's really important that we put that in, yeah. um, so if this is not, if you're not in a state to hear about anything like that, we understand if this is an episode you need yes, to skip. Absolutely, and I, again, like she's, like we said, we, this is something that it's hard to cover the genre without covering this kind of thing, especially considering Jess and I are very strong, uh, outspoken women, and so we tend to <clears throat> migrate toward movies with very strong female characters. That's just, it's not the only thing I love because I love shitty slashers that are like super The bimbo. Aggra- yeah, I love it. But, you know, I also just tend to gravitate toward very strong women. Yeah. Obviously, look at, you know, one of my best friends. Uh, and look at mine. And uh, so, but I also think that for some people it might be a little easier rather than watching the movie to... Hear someone talk about it, because you can always skip over those few parts of the podcast that we talk about it. Oh yeah, 100%. Um, so yeah, uh, there are 
a total of oh and if you don't mind uh keeping up the imdb just so we can shout out the actors you know how i am and i forgot to write them all down don't mind i'm just gonna give you my phone <laughs> that's fine <laughs> um there are very few actors in this movie there are only three actual people in the entire movie there are only three actual characters there is one and then there are three ghost characters yeah is what we'll call them uh so obviously we said elizabeth olsen she's incredible uh most people know her as uh the scarlet witch from marvel she's got she had that wandavision show she is huge this was like her breakout role um in 2011 2012 2013 whenever the fuck she looks so young oh my god she she does she looks amazing she does i i love her i loved her character i really god this movie the opening scene it just you kind of realize what you're getting into when you first start this movie because it's weird shaky camera movements and it's like it's like we're like in the room like watching her and it's i don't even know how to describe it like how would you describe like the camera movements it's uh i mean first it definitely uh acts as a um another character in the film it is a hundred percent point of view shot you are yeah. the camera is almost on her shoulder sometimes. yeah it's absolutely like, you point are, of view you and the like one of the things about this movie and movies in general so when you're watching a film normally your protagonist your lead character that is your, um, that's your narrator, and you have to accept their reality as truth because that's all you know, and when they are an unreliable narrator, you are not seeing the world as it really is, and that is the case in this movie, and this movie is to the extreme only, we only have one point of view in this entire movie. You do not get a single moment that does not have um elizabeth olsen in the scene like in every single shot of the movie you don't get a single moment without her so you don't get a moment outside of her head and that is one of the things that make this movie so interesting and so yeah that shaky cam is a little it might set some people off it is definitely not found footage style it's definitely not that but it is a constantly moving camera it is a dozen or so people behind Elizabeth Olsen in every shot following her with loads of equipment. And, I mean, shout out to the entire um, production team for making that fact, like, forgettable. Like, when you're watching the movie, I forget that there is a team of people following her around with equipment in her face because that camera, you're just... Because it is almost always such a close-up on Elizabeth Olsen, she is right here in frame for the entire movie you are forced to be right here with her yeah and I felt like I was everything right there at face value yeah at points you feel like you are her and you're seeing things from a perspective especially when it's kind of shot right over her shoulder it's like the camera's right here yeah it truly is it's unsettling it it reminds me a lot of some of my favorite horror video games um which is I love I love horror movies obviously we're here but um, if you know me, you know something about me is I really cannot play horror get it, like video games. They fucking stress me out. Oh, I but I them. love watching people play them. <laughs> so. Um, you should come watch me play Subnautica. It's my favorite. I don't know what Nautica is. Subnautica. Um, you, cr- cl- you crash land on an alien planet and it's Ooh. all water. 
So you're like underwater and you're trying to collect resources to build things to survive and also not get killed by giant reaper leviathans. Okay, that sounds awesome. It's amazing. I love that fucking game. I can't wait to finish it and buy Subnautica below zero or sub-zero or whatever it's called. Yeah. Anyway, I just want to shout out some people really quick uh, just because a lot of people go into making a movie and I... Uh, would like to be able to shout them out. So, obviously, Elizabeth Olsen, her dad is played by uh, Adam Treese. Peter, her uncle, is pay- played by Eric Sheffer Stevens. Um, Sophia, who love her, uh, is played by Julian Chan. Um, and then I just want to shout out, hold on, whoever did the... Rochelle Berliner. I doubt you listen to this, but production design on this fucking movie is incredible because this whole movie feels like you are in a house that is being renovated and we are this entire movie uh that is the premise she is running around what she believes is a house a home being invaded um by either people or ghosts and she's literally just running around a house in the dark hiding underneath tables and in closets and trying to get out it's weird it's really weird, yeah. And you kind of, especially for the <clears throat> second half, to have to suspend reality a little bit, I would say. Um, just, because it's, it's, it's a lot more about atmosphere and being in the house and less so than progressing a story forward, if right. that makes sense. Absolutely. It's an experimental film, for sure. But it also has a pretty cool storyline and what I would say is a cool twist. I absolutely agree with you. I loved the twist. I I was grossed out. I was incredibly uncomfortable from the very start. And I think that is just from like being so in touch with my own feelings and just having seen so many movies and so many stories of things similar to this, um, which obviously I'm not going to spoil it right now. We'll get into it. But there was just a level of uncomfort for me very on in the movie. And I really didn't know what to expect. Um, so I was I was pleasantly surprised with the twist, not the content material of the twist. But I think it really did help us um, understand the rest of the movie. Yeah, for sure. Oh, I think it brought the whole thing together. Um, and... So, oh, I was going to say, like you said, um, we're in this house uh, that the family owned. Mm-hmm. Um, I They're trying to renovate it so they can sell it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and they haven't been there in quite some time. And mm-hmm. the it's the movie starts as like an overhead shot. She is like on this rocky beach and it starts overhead and kind of swoops down with her and then follows her into the house. Um, so like we said, this is all shot in real time. Um, real like in reality, they shot in like 12 to 15 minute segments. Um, and every once in a while the camera will pass through like a dark area or the lights will completely go out where it's very easy to hide cuts in post production. Um, but you're not cutting as far as the story goes. Right. When those lights go out, you're still just right there with her. <clears throat> Which, again, very cool. Um, uh, and that's one of the most... Un- that's one of the things that truly unsettles you in this movie. And because when you're in a really tense scene in a horror movie, you're waiting for the camera to cut so that the tenseness stops and the thing jumps out or slams or the loud noise happens. The jump scare happens. That's, you know, you, it's when somebody, you know, it pans one way and then it comes back and something's there. Mm -hmm. 
this movie doesn't cut. There are no cuts. There is like there's one camera. There are not multiple angles of every scene. It's not cutting back and forth between. You are you're just it's just you don't cut away from anything, mm-hmm. and so all that tenseness you feel just builds and builds and builds and builds and builds, and there's no release until the end of the movie. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, it never it it just starts here and it just goes up and up and up the entire time, and then it just ends. Then it just ends. Yeah. It's like the most crazy roller coaster except you never go down you're just continuing going up and yep. up and up and it's like holy fuck what's going on and then they why just can't leave, i breathe and then they just leave you at the top and you're like okay i'm scared <laughs> so yeah we track her going into this house um all the windows are boarded up because i guess uh they got like vandalized by some <clears throat> people you know Vandals. So when you go, you know, van, <laughs> your, your friendly neighborhood vandals. So uh, when they go in the house, it's completely pitch black because all the windows have boards on them. Mm-hmm. And so you're just walking through a dark ass house and they all have like lanterns. And that's one of the really cool things is the lighting in this movie is amazing. Yes. It's so creepy. It's very minimal. They obviously didn't have much to work with. It's creepy. I mean, they have like flashlights and lanterns like the old school lanterns that I remember my family would use I say old school I was born in 94 but you know what I mean but like the the lanterns like the glass lanterns that you take the glass off and you like twist the wick up and you light them like we used to use those during storms yeah to like go to the bathroom or like if the power went out like we use those all the time yeah so I mean between like the candles and the lanterns and the occasional use of a flashlight like this movie is really dark and it's very dark unsettling (laughs) yeah agreed um it very much reminded me of uh uh uh, the new movie newish movie bodies 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 which had some really cool lighting techniques um because they're also in a house with no power and all the characters were lighting themselves individually and i mean that's just another added thing of people running behind elizabeth olsen trying to light her with things (laughs) yeah um i immediately thought the uncle uh, the uncle uncle peter was yeah. creepy yeah there he's like you're yes. like he like stops and he looks at her and he's like like something about like how she really how he can't believe she's grown to be such like a beautiful young woman yeah and it was just like the way he said it and like i said i'm very sensitive to, like to those things in movies and i can tell like this is going to be a theme. One of them called her princess, like, immediately. And I don't even remember I think it was, who it was. I think it was the dad. I think so, but, like, she's an adult. Don't call her princess. Yeah. That's weird. But they're, you know, walking around this house, checking out the damages. There's mold in the walls. So they're just trying to figure out, like, okay, how deep of a problem are we in here? Yeah. And, um... We, we get a knock on the door. Yes. And you can tell, like, right from the beginning, the brother's relationship is... Um, rocky. Very rocky. Very, um, like, it's tense. They are... It's, ve- like, it's not, like, regular sibling... Uh, rivalry. Rivalry yeah. or bickering. It's very, like... There's some undertones where you're like, what is really going on? Because one of them will say something like, oh, yeah. And later you'll kind of find out why they should hate each other, but also they should hate themselves. 100%. But, um, yeah, so, so does Sophia knock on the door? Is it before or after Uncle Peter leaves? Um, I think Peter leaves and then Sophia knocks on the door and, um, 
Yeah. yeah. Peter was going to get some sort of supplies or do something in town. It's yeah, really not that important. Yeah, so he leaves for a bit. She goes outside. Her friend is there. She's like, oh, we used to play together when we were younger. I can't believe you don't remember me. Yeah, how could you forget? Yeah, we went through so much together. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so she, you know, she's like, I'm so glad to see you. Uh, and you can tell Elizabeth, Elizabeth Olsen's character is Sarah, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you can tell Sarah is just very uncomfortable, doesn't really remember, is just kind of playing it off like, oh, yeah, of course. Like, you know, that's awesome. Let's get a drink or something later. And the friend is being really sketchy and weird and like, yeah, okay, see you soon. And just like very, like she's kind of like wandering around the porch. It's really interesting uh, the just the way that all the characters move because it is so much like a dance with the camera because there's like these big columns on the porch. Yeah. Um, and they're kind of like weaving in and out and like the way that with the way the camera is and since you don't cut away, sometimes you're literally seeing one of the uh, characters like disappear behind the wood for a minute to reappear. It's just, it's very, very intentionally shot. Yeah. This is not, <laughs> this is not just taking any random story or script and saying oh what if we shot it all in real time this is a story that deserves that treatment and that makes sense Mm. to do that kind of shoot with right this isn't just some random "Ooh, let's experiment with this and this and throw this in yes it is an experiment but it's very purposeful it's Mm -hmm. not just thrown in to be like "Ooh, this would be cool and artsy it's like no, this is an ex- this woman, and when she first, Sarah first um, walks from the beach and starts to get up to the house. Actually, I think it's when she first gets in the house with like the lantern. You can kind of see this like she almost disassociates for a minute. Her eyes kind of glaze over, and to me, I think it's like the moment she kind of cracks because not long after that is when Sophie shows up mm-hmm. and all the things start happening. Yep. Um, I don't remember where I was going with this. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it's just, it's a very intentionally, you, this woman is going through a, an actual psychotic break and you are going through it with her beat by beat by beat until she resolves it in the end. And yeah, just, it's not just thrown in there randomly. I think it's very intentional and makes so much sense with what happens in the movie. Yeah. And so next we... You know, Sophia gets on her bike, she rides away, and we are brought back inside the house where um, there's a very intentional scene of Elizabeth Olsen locking the door and putting the key back um, right next to, um, there's like, it's like on the light fixture or something like right next to the door. Um, So we know, you know, I know they made it a very important point to notice that that's where the key was and... Um, like, like I said, the uncle had left and then the dad was downstairs in the basement. Um, that's where he was working on things at the moment, but Elizabeth Olsen's character starts to hear something upstairs. Mm -hmm. Right before she hears something upstairs. So her dad, dad had been drinking liquor and Mm -hmm. she, there is a very pointed shot of her opening a can of beer. Mm -hmm. The cans of beer come back later. And cause I was trying to kind of figure out her age through the beginning of this. I was like, well, she must be at least 21. I knew she was a young adult. I thought she was yeah. like early twenties. That's kind of what I figured too. Um, cause she is still close to her dad. Um, but she definitely isn't like, she's definitely an adult, an autonomous adult. I can mm-hmm. tell she doesn't live, you know, with him. But, yeah. um, 
But she yeah. does, like, work for her dad. Yes. yes, yeah. So then, yeah, she does start hearing, like, she hears, like, a loud bang, some weird noises, and then her dad comes around. She's like, hey, uh, we should leave. There's people upstairs. Let's go. And, of course... Gaslighting. I will give Jess a prize if she can go one whole episode without saying that word. I will give men a prize if they can go one fucking movie without gaslighting. Oh, shit. Okay. Yep. You're right. You're right. Damn. All right. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> so, and of course, like, in a normal set, like, uh, you know, situation she's gonna be scared anyway because no one's supposed to be upstairs but then also didn't people just break into your house recently and bust up all the windows right don't you think it's very likely someone's upstairs like squatters you know but this dad's like (laughs) no no (laughs) you're dumb dumb little girl (laughs) you're done um yeah so he goes and looks upstairs She's looking upstairs. It, there is a lot of very um, long scene, long, very quiet scenes of her walking around this house. And call it boring if you want. Somebody might find it boring. Uh, I found it very tense and nerve-wracking. Absolutely. Because ju- you're just waiting for the ball to drop. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert, it doesn't until the very end. Right. But we get a scene where we're taken into the bedroom and there are these... The dad goes in first, mm-hmm. and there are these Polaroids on the bed, and he picks them up, and his face, you can tell that there's something that he does not want anyone to see. He snatches them up so fast. So fast. And she's like, what are those? Nothing. And you can tell he's really trying to play it off, but yeah, that actor's face, he was, it, it was like the look of, oh God. Just Someone that, like, else has seen these. Yes. Someone put these here. And Purposefully. what the fuck is happening? Why? <laughs> um, and of course, we don't know what they are, but you know they've got, you know there's something going on. Mm-hmm. Um, she just kind of ignores it, passes it off. Uh, he says something about insurance photos, because they had been taking pictures of, like, damage and things that had happened to the house so that they could, because they're obviously fixing it up. So he's like, oh, no, no, no it's insurance photos. And, so. like, why would, like, why I mean, would they be, they were, like, spread out you, on the you pillow. Know, in that sense, like, True. so we're still, we're still on the mind frame of, like, her dad's a good guy, like, yeah. what, what could it be? Maybe he was protecting her from something, so we don't, we don't really know what to think yet, so I was just, like, maybe it was something scary in the house that, like, he didn't want her to see or freak her out, yeah. you know? So I was, like, okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah, he definitely avoids the issue, uh... But and, then, oh, there's this really cool, um, so, like, he, they hear some more noises, I think it's around here, and he, like, walks away at one point, one of my favorite shots of the whole fucking movie, and we, so, we're kind of in the position, we're kind of in Sarah's position, like, right where she is, seeing exactly what she would see, the dad walks out of one of the doors, and you can hear the sound traveling as his footsteps go across down the hall this way, like, down where the wall, because we're just following along a blank wall, mm-hmm. um, and you, but you can, like, hear the sound traveling, and then it, like, pans back over, and there's this loud slam, like, big jump scare. Oh, my goodness. Scared the bejesus out of me, Oh, I think I all. screamed out loud. Yeah. I really think I went, ah! or, oh, Jesus, fuck. Yeah. Oh, Jesus, fuck is, like, my, my go-to. I don't know. It just comes out. Oh, Jesus, fuck, or, oh, Jesus, fucking Christ. <laughs> Jesus Sorry. H. Sorry to 
anyone who loves Jesus. Sorry. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, just like something as simple as a little jump scare like that is just so effective and cool. And uh, yeah, another thing about like the production, there's just like, there's these boxes just stacked everywhere. It looks like a house where someone's moving stuff out and, yeah. you know, it looks very lived in and there it's just it gives so many like it's you're not just in a room like a room like this like it's not this is not the production design it's almost like a maze of boxes and things to trip over and hide behind and hide under and it makes every set and every scene that much more interesting because it's not just an open area it's an area full of crap that people have left behind in this house and now the owners have to deal with craps and traps you know Boops and shoops. Sorry. Sheets and teats. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> anyway, so uh. she, Sarah, hears that noise. She's like, fuck this. She starts running downstairs. She tries to open the front door. Front door's locked. Key's gone. Yes. Ooh. Where did it go? Uh, and then she runs to the back door. Back door bolted. No key. Oh, yeah, like, absolutely, like, locked the fuck in this house. She's, like, pulling at the plywood on the windows. That's not working. Uh, so she's screwed. <laughs> so she's, like, you know, I, I think right now she's, like, running around the house, calling for her dad, trying to figure out where he is, trying to figure out what the fuck's going on. We're hearing all these weird noises. We're seeing shadows run around. Yeah. Uh, oh, God, it's just, it's starting to get real fucking creepy. And then um, she's, like, in one of the rooms or something, and then her dad's body just, like, falls on top of her. Yeah, I I, uh, I assumed he was dead. I also thought he was dead. I, I said, found her dead. Or, and then I put a little carrot and said, almost. I literally, I wrote, dead body fell on her. Dad's still alive, actually. <laughs> I was like, this, uh, this scene is heart-wrenching. Um... Because her acting, it it was just truly devastating. Um, She's like, what did they do to you? Like, his head is all, like, mashed in a little, and he's all bloody. And as a, I'm not even going to make a joke about it, because I do it enough, but, like, as a person who's lost a parent or two. uh, And yet she said. I, I didn't mean to make that joke, okay. But as a person who's lost a parent, I, I know how heart-wrenching that is and it was um I I felt her pain and um I I I wanted to stand there with her and be with her in that moment and I felt like we were Mm -hmm. because of the way the movie was shot Mm -hmm. and um yeah that scene was really hard to watch in a lesser movie that might be cheesy it might not play off as well but yeah her acting just I mean good job girl I said, this movie gives me so much anxiety. <laughs> yeah, just getting a little PTSD. Ooh, I'm anxious. Anxious. <laughs> uh, so she's still trying to find a way out. Yep. Um, this is one of, I mean, I've seen a lot of complaints about this movie. It did not, it was not a huge box office hit. I didn't even hear about it. Um, but it just, a lot of people, it didn't get a huge, a really good reception. And a lot of people's complaints about it, it's a lot of running around and, she blah 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 it's like yeah but it's not just you gotta focus on the camera work the production value the the acting the fact that she is right here like the camera is in her face Mm -hmm. and she is forced to for like 
12 to 15 minutes at a time keep that energy and that anxiety and like that fear up and going for that long at a time when in most movies for most actors it's a few seconds at a time and then the camera cuts away and they can use 17 different takes and mash them all together to make the perfect one one thing goes wrong in one of these takes they have to start over yeah and just like i mean the raw fucking talent from elizabeth olsen to be able to keep that energy up for these long ass fucking takes and like i don't understand how people can call this boring I was, the whole time, I was I was like, oh my god, what's happening next? What's going to happen next? <sighs> and of course, she does what nobody should do in a horror movie. That's go into the fucking basement. Don't go into the basement, y'all. It's never, ever, ever a good idea. We've seen Barbarian. Unless you're Aaron and you're next. And then the basement's a good idea because she's got ideas. She starts busting out those lights. Okay, listen. Aaron's a badass. Not, not everyone. Aaron. Not everyone is an Australian survivalist. Jeez. You can only go in basements if you are a Australian and b a survivalist. Okay. What's I don't that, make the rules. What's that? A glorious <laughs> bastards line. It's like uh, there's a lot of things wrong with fighting in a basement. Number one, you're fighting in a basement. <laughs> oh yeah, I was like, this is for sure a murder basement, and I have a murder basement. I live in I live in a little area Someone that like lives just in your murder basement. Is it a ghost? No. Okay, yeah, it's my friend Elijah. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> he mostly lives upstairs. <laughs> I'm sorry that she called your bedroom <laughs> he a called, murder room. He, he calls it that. Oh, okay, well then that's fine. <laughs> he knows he knows his place. <laughs> well then good. My old mattress fits in well. Oh, he loves it. <laughs> How many kidding. people have been murdered on that thing? I am on camera. Just None. The, just the pussy. <laughs> Sorry. Anyways, well, this is an adult program. <laughs> we just lost every follower and subscriber. We are we are back. <laughs> Please keep that in to this super serious movie. <laughs> anyways, so she's in the basement. Yes, uh, she hides under a table, and I wrote. Amazing act, amazing face acting, because we're just super close up on her face for a while. Um, this, uh, like, we're seeing kind of, like, legs, like, of a guy, they're really creepy, mm -hmm. and someone, like, grabs at her feet under the table or something, so, of course, she gets up and runs away. Um, and this is when you kind of have to start suspending disbelief just a little bit, to where it's like, yeah... Why is she continuing to run around? But also, just fucking deal with it and go along on the journey it's taking you. Yeah, I um, I wrote, holy shit, the basement scene was so intense I didn't even breathe. Yes, literally so fucking intense. And it literally looks like someone is living in the basement. Yeah, oh it does. That's the thing, this whole production looks so fucking lived in. Yeah, you don't, you don't know if like they're, like the person in this house, like we said, is a supernatural being a physical being because like we're seeing them yeah like we're seeing them essentially like through her eyes so but we also know that nothing has physically happened so you're like is there someone there we're still very much you really don't know what's going on yeah but in this moment <clears throat> it is so you're like i mean you know you're only halfway through the movie ish and she sees a light she gets out of the fucking house and you're like wait you're out of the house. And then you're suddenly reminded, oh, wait, it's still daytime. Mm-hmm. 
but it's dark as shit in the house because there are no fucking windows. Yeah. And so she gets out and she fucking runs. Like, we're all like, oh shit, she's out of the house. Yeah. I was like, it's too early. Way too early. She sees a little girl in standing in some grass and then the little girl disappears. Yeah. I forgot about that part. And then Peter rolls up. Uncle Peter. He rolls up in his truck and she's like, someone killed dad. And he's like, huh, I'm going to go back in and check it out. It's like, why? She told you. He's dead. I mean, we we know he's not now, but. Well, and she knows he's not dead, but she's like, we need to go get help and bring that back. Yeah. I don't want you going back in the house. I don't want to go back in the house. And he fucking left her locked in the truck. This is what, this is the scariest part of the movie. With no keys. <sighs> yeah, why did he take the keys? So. <laughs> it was, re- this is really scary. Yeah. Yes, this part was so fucking scary. It is. I love when somebody can make something very, very simple and innocuous and not supposed to be scary in retrospect or in that second, very frightening. So what happens is he's like, I'm going to go in the house. I'm going to look. It's going to be fine. You stay here. I'm locking all the doors. He gets in the hatchback at one point, closes it, and is doing all, you know, uh, locks all the doors, runs back in the house to get the dad, John, and the camera is like it pans to her face and then to the back of the car and the hatch is closed and then it like pans so slowly back around to the very front panel of the car and it's like a newer car and so there's this like little screen up at the like this little thing and it just says uh trunk open and then it's slow i mean excruciatingly slow. slow hands back around to the open and you can like it's just it's very blurred because you're still looking at her but you're looking through the uh truck to like through the car to the back and you can see that it's open and then she finally notices and starts screaming and freaking out i would do the same it's chilling when you get that little trunk open and then it like slowly i mean just like in a normal movie it would cut it would cut back to the the trunk being open but you you just have this like nail biting like oh god please notice please no one be there at the and of course no one's back is someone standing back there someone is yeah yeah someone starts getting in the car and she starts freaking out yeah yeah um yeah at this point i was like is the girl she saw in the beginning a ghost like i'm trying to like at this point is when i start kind of really piecing things together because things you're like things are getting very surreal and weird and just strange it's it's starting to you're starting to like be like okay are these people real like what's actually going on Mm -hmm. is someone just fucking with her you know whatever yeah i was like why do men always want to open the door i don't know what that was about i'm sure uncle peter wanted to open a door somewhere who knows uh and then so peter can't find the dad but then peter finds the pictures the polaroid pictures and she's like, what is that? And he's like, it's nothing. And then we're like, oh, okay, God. Something happened. Something fucking happened. <clears throat> he's like, it's just garbage. And, um, oh, yeah, she's, go ahead. Oh, yeah, I was like, what are the Polaroids? Is Uncle Peter a pedo creep? And then I was like, it, then we realize, um, what's on the Polaroids finally. Don't we? No, that's later. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Oh yeah, sorry. I did say what I wrote down is she did say when she was talking to Sophia early in the movie that she blacked out a lot of her childhood. Yes. 
which I wrote down trauma question mark yeah because that would yeah this is so this is before we knew what was on the polaroids I'm sorry but I did write that down because I made that connection I was like that would make sense as to why she didn't remember that girl and why she didn't like you know yeah. I, I was just trying to put things together and I was like okay this is something that affects her as a child like I can just tell and this is when they start to give you those clues as to what's really going on because she runs um she is like using this flash uh this camera flash to like light up some areas of the house which i always love that you know i remember it and saw that was like one of my favorite things the very first one but uh so something scares her she gets under what i think it looks it looked like a pool table or something Mm -hmm. and she's hiding underneath it and we see like these man legs walking toward the table and we assume they're walking toward her Mm -hmm. to like you know get under the table to get her and then we hear like a glass clinking kind of sounds like alcohol and ice in a glass whiskey on the rocks yep and uh we hear a man's voice say that's good just like that um and uh things like that and then we see another guy's uh, legs, and then one of the guys helps a little girl in a tutu off the table that Sarah is underneath, and they walk out of the room. And that's when, as the audience, you're like, the fuck is going on? 100%. Yeah. Um, this is, uh, this like, is the epitome the of the ghosts of someone's past coming to haunt them. Yeah. Literally. It was. In the most literal sense. It was really sad. She sees yeah. uh, her uncle's body being dragged. Yep. Um, when does she get a gun? I don't. Because at one when point she she's shooting at some body that's coming at her point blank, and she misses every single shot. It's because they're not there. Yep. Spoiler alert. <laughs> we already I... said that there's only three real people in this entire film: John, Peter, Sarah. Yeah. Everyone else is a figment of Sarah's imagination. Yeah. Of Sarah's trauma. (laughs) I, at this point, you know, I think we in the audience finally realize that that is the case. She's running around. She's hiding under a lot of stuff. Uh, We get a shot of a little girl in a tub. There's beer cans around her. Oh, Uh, yeah. A bleeding toilet, bathtub with bottles of alcohol and blood. I was like, lots of... This very, is where the implications come in that this are very... Is, yes. This is when you start, you're like, oh, little girl, little girl in a tub, trauma, two men. Okay. Two men with a camera and Polaroids. I'm starting to get the picture. I'm starting to get the very disgusting, sad picture that this movie is painting for me. And it's exactly what you think it is. It is Sarah, um... And, you know, Sophia does appear at this point and starts talking to her. And we learn Sophia is um, Sarah's alter ego, basically. Um, there's this really fucking cool shot where Sarah is, like, hiding behind something and someone is dragging her dad's body in. And then it slowly transitions into her dragging the body in. Mm-hmm. And then she, like, kind of comes to and she's like, oh, shit, what am I doing? Um, so Sophia's talking to her. And this is when we realize... Um, Sarah, through her trauma, um, blacked out uh, what happened to her, 
and being back in the place that it happened, um, something snapped, and she's been the one doing everything the entire time. Yeah. She has created um, ghosts and, um, you know, figments to deal with the trauma, to not have to face it, to protect her own sanity, to protect her own innocence. Um, Her mind is creating an outside force to protect herself yeah as a, as a way of escape yes and <clears throat> after you know she drags her dad in we see like him tied up under a plastic tarp and yes. that's when we find the box containing the polaroids and yeah the key that she has she like is trying to use it on the door and sophia goes that's not the key to this door that's not the way out and Sarah looks at the key, and she looks at the box, and she opens the box. It's got the Polaroids in it. We don't see them. Luckily, we don't need to. Absolutely. I know it's on them. Yeah, I'm happy. It would have, I think it would have ruined a a lot of the movie for me if we had seen anything. Yep. Um, So she sees the little girl kind of like as her reflection. Um, Oh, this is when she sees the body kind of being drug in. Yeah. Yeah. And then her dad is trying to, at that point, starting he's starting to come too. Yep. And then, oh God, one of the lines that Sophie says, uh, or um, I think it's what Sarah says when she's like starting to kind of come back and realize what she's doing. And she's like, I think talking to the dad, she says, you have to be quiet or you're going to wake up mommy. Uh, yeah, the dad tries to talk his way out of it. Um, and, oh my god, yeah, because then she, like... Made the mistake of trusting him. Yeah, she's, like, her brain kind of snaps again. She's like, shit, what am I doing? And she unties him. He immediately, of course, hits her. Yeah. And, uh... With a belt. Yeah. He, like, took his belt off like a fucking... That's disgusting. We get some goddamn vindication, though. With a fucking sledgehammer. Hell yeah, we do. I said, yas, kill him! Squishy, squishy. <laughs> it was it was good. It's uh very have you seen Midsummer when that guy and then they got a <laughs> <laughs> very much like that. We didn't rehearse that. We really didn't. It was great. <laughs> um yeah. It just and you're still like in all of this, you're just like reeling from all of this information and yeah, she sledgehammers him. And then she takes the front door key out of his pocket and walks the fuck out. And, I mean, the uncle is still there. I like to think she killed him. I hope she killed him. And we just didn't see it. Yeah. I was like, I would burn that fucking, like, burn it to the ground. Yes. Don't. That place does not need to exist. Yeah. And, um, again, even at the very, very end, we are not cutting from her perspective. We are not given an ounce of relief from being inside Sarah's head and seeing through her eyes. You don't get anything else. You don't even get that ending of seeing the uncle still in the house alive or dead or get any answers or, you know, whatever. The movie just ends. Yeah. And, you know, she got her vengeance, but, like, still happened to her. You know, um... Before I had started putting every piece together <clears throat> and really understood the movie, because I don't even think I really 
um, fully grasped exactly what was happening until I sat and thought about it after I watched it. But while I was watching it, I kind of thought that Sophia was a friend of hers that her dad had hurt as well. Until, you know, we see, like, the scene of Sophia dragging the body and then it becomes her. I think she is still. She, I think Sophia, or Sophia's ghost, the imagination of her ghost or whatever, I think that that girl was one of the little girls that was Sarah's friend that was probably hurt just like her by her uncle and dad. Obviously the real Sophia's not there, but I do believe that Sophia as a person did exist in when she was a little kid with Sarah. Do you think um, maybe they killed her and that's why her ghost and like hit her somewhere? This is obviously theorizing. Yeah. We don't know, but see, I don't know about that just because the other ghosts aren't real. I but I that's do true. think they all represent something very important for her like she she is using the she's seeing the scary guy ghost with the scary gray face everywhere um throughout the house and that is her you know the representation of herself doing all these things she's using her brain is using this ghost to or this you know figment as a way to well, it's not me. I'm not the one doing the bad thing. It's this ghost thing that's chasing me around. And she has, you know, the little girl that she's seeing is, this is the little girl that's being traumatized. This is the little girl that something has happened to this little girl. Yeah. It wasn't me, though. That's that little, it's that little girl. It's yeah. separating herself from the trauma itself and from the events. And then using Sophia as that third figment as her remembering it and accepting the trauma that happened Mm -hmm. but as someone completely different it's Sophia can accept that it happened to Sophia it didn't happen to me right and we're seeing throughout the movie her not only find these the literal ghosts of her own past but come to terms with them and melt meld with them essentially and like accept it and hopefully move on and get a good life have a nice life but we don't know yeah, I I really enjoyed this movie. Um, thank you, Zach, for recommending it. Yes. Oh, gosh, yes. Um, thank you so much for showing it to me. Um, yeah, just very, very cool. Um, incredibly hard to hold up a movie like that completely on your own. Uh, and I want to say she was probably in her early 20s. So just, like, kudos to her. Kudos to the whole cast. Yeah. Um, man, I just really love Elizabeth Olsen. Yeah, I think I want to see her in more now. I'm yeah, not... can we please see her in more horror? I mean, that I mean, it was a long time ago. Marvel stole her, so I don't really know. Although, okay, I don't know anything about Marvel, but is her character dead? I want to say her character's dead. Maybe not. I don't know. A lot of the Avengers died, I think. Iron Man's dead. Spider-Man's dead. Candyman's dead. Man, <laughs> <laughs> that one I'm sad about. <laughs> Me. <laughs> Anyway, um, yes, so uh, this was very fun. Uh, Next week, let's see, this will come out on Friday, so next week is my birthday. Yay! I'm getting old. Um, (laughs) Even though I'm older than you. Whatever. Shit, I forgot about that. (laughs) Whatever. If you ever feel old, just think about my boyfriend. Sorry, Jess. 
Anyway, we love you. so uh, we're going to do a fun little game episode next week. Um, I'm going to torture Jess with it, but it's going to be so much fun. And I'm going to do be, horribly. <laughs> she's going to do great. Uh, but also, I have no frame of reference for how hard this is going to be because I haven't tested it on anybody. So I don't really know. Um, but it's going to be awesome. We're going to have a lot of fun. I am so fucking excited. Uh, so that's going to be game episode. And then the week after that, I think we're going to do one missed call. Cause I need love, a dumb one. Yes. I love doing dumb movies and it is a dumb fucking movie. Yeah. I haven't seen it since like, yeah. yeah it, Cause it's mid-2000s. like what? Mid 2000s. Yeah. yeah. I, it's been a long time. Yeah. So I'm really, uh, really looking forward to revisiting it's in that, it. that, uh, era of J horror remakes. And yeah. Oh, on the subject, I didn't tell you. That um, we did a horror trivia at my job, and I paired up with one of my friends while I was bartending, and we fucking won horror trivia. And one of the questions was the Supernatural Brothers, what they did, how they both did a remake, a horror remake of '80s horror in the same year. What were those remakes? And because we just talked about it, that's amazing. That's how I knew. That but is we amazing. Fucking won. In case anyone is wondering, it is Friday the 13th and My Bloody Valentine, both shot, both released in 2009. And My Bloody Valentine was released in 3D. And it was really bad. Really bad. But anyways, I just thought you'd appreciate that. Guys, I won a horror trivia. And uh, I would have been really... Last time we, we got last place. Listen, don't next take week... My, don't take my horror card away. On... <laughs> <laughs> on next week's episode, there are going to be prizes that she can win, so... Okay, yeah. this is news to me. Yeah, yeah. I there prizes. are prizes. So, and they're oh, really shit. good, so I can't wait. Oh my god, I, this is genuine. I had no idea about the prizes. I'm so excited. Okay, um, well, we love you all. Um, stay, uh, make sure you follow us on social media at Deeper Screepers on Twitter and Instagram. Email us at DeeperScreeperspod at gmail.com. Make sure to subscribe to us on, uh, YouTube and like our video and share it. And comment on it. And comment. Oh my god, we've gotten the cutest freaking comments. I love you, Daryl, so much. You're such an angel. I love you, Daryl. She's the sweetest. Isn't she? (laughs) She really is. Anyway, um, yeah, uh, until next time, stay Stay spooky. spooky. Bye. Bye. That'll be fun to edit out. <laughs> Just my big old butt. Why do we gotta edit it out? Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> <Ooh>. listeners. <laughs> we almost had an oopsie. <laughs> almost. <laughs> I mean, if you hadn't caught me. Oh, girl. <laughs> I was not ready. Can we leave put that in at the end? Yes. Okay, I will good. absolutely put that in at the end. <laughs> Just me falling like a fucking moron. Oh, I love it. It's okay. <laughs> this, this, is, uh, this is what the people want. This is what the people want. You're right. Oh, my goodness. Okay. All right. Back to it. Back to your regularly scheduled programming. <laughs> okay.